Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Hello, folks, and welcome to the A to Z Sports Big Orange Podcast. I'm Charlie Burris. That is Zach Reagan. Wherever you listen throughout the world, we thank you so much for listening to us. Zach and I talk everything balls every week here on the Big Orange Podcast. And if you want to listen to that on the regular, go over to the A to Z Sports Podcast Network feed on Apple or Spotify. When you get there, rate, review, but most importantly, subscribe. If you do subscribe, you won't miss our shows when we drop them on Mondays. And speaking of Mondays, it is one right now. At 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I got corrected by somebody in the comments the other day. Uh, I said Eastern Standard Time, and they're like, uh, excuse me, sir. It's actually Eastern uh, something something time. I was like, listen here, dork. It's Eastern Standard Time. <laughs> I don't know actually what it is. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on, on YouTube. The A to Z Sports Nashville YouTube channel. Uh Subscribe there. Hit the notification bell. If you hit the notification bell, you will uh, be notified when we go live and you can be a part of the show with us. We love interacting with all of the comments all the time. It's a great, uh, great time every week. So go subscribe there at Charlie Scorbrose, at Zach TNT, at A to Z Sports, A to Z Sports.com for all the stuff that Zach writes on the internet, Facebook.com slash A to Z Sports also. All righty. A lot of news just like right before we got on here. I, I had actually set up the show around like 445. I, I set it up for us to go live um, beforehand. I give it a title and all this stuff. And it was like, but t- it had just been announced that Tennessee hired a uh, a running backs coach, Darrell Sims. Uh, we'll talk about that. <clears throat> and then it, it said, we're going to talk about the new running backs coach. And then... <laughs> 30 minutes ago, an hour ago, something like that. The news drops that how this one, I don't know how you say ing, ingy, inge, uh, William ing, ing, um, it says that Tennessee's newest hire was an American playwright and novelist whose works typically feature solitary protagonists encumbered with strange sexual relationships. <laughs> Brings a new element. I'm not kidding. Google William Inge. That's what comes up, by the way. This <laughs> is apparently some author. No, he is actually the coach from uh, the linebackers coach from Alabama. And Tennessee Hardaway, Alabama's linebackers coach. We're going to talk about it all. What's up, Zach? No, not a whole lot. It, yeah, it was a pretty slow day. Then all of a sudden, just an onslaught of, of coaching news, man. Josh Heupel. He either makes you wait two months for a hire, or he does it in like three days. It's there's no in between with him. He did either just drags it out so everyone forgets about it, and word just kind of trickles out. I think that's like the, the tight ends coach and the offensive coordinator it took him forever, even though we kind of all knew what was going to happen. And then this one, he just wraps it right up. So 
definitely some interesting approaches with his coaching hires. I'm sure we'll get into here in a few minutes. Uh, they've he's he's kind of showing he's willing to do some things different when the situation calls for it. Absolutely. The, neither of these were inside hires, and that's a little new uh, for Heupel. Um, Yeah, let's just get to it. We're also going to talk about basketball. going to talk a little baseball, too. The baseball season started over the weekend. We're going to discuss it all, but let's get to these coaching hires first. But, of course, i got to tell you about our great sponsor, Zen Sports. We've been talking about Zen Sports all season long. The new sports betting app exclusively in Tennessee. And when you sign up for a Zen Sports account, you can receive up to a $1,000 no-danger-first wager. That's right. When you place your first bet in Zen Sports, you can be reimbursed for the amount of your bet <clears throat> up to a $1,000 maximum if the bet loses. But there's even more good news. Zen Sports is now rolling out its VIP Rewards Program. The VIP Program will allow top-tier customers to earn more bonuses, more comps, and more perks. But it's by invite only. So if you feel that your Zen Sports play qualifies for VIP consideration, check out the program at zensports.com slash VIP. No other sports book will offer you a premier sports betting experience with 24-7 top-tier customer support and faster withdrawals like Zen Sports. So what are you waiting for? Get going and download their app at zensports.com today. Zen Sports betting just got better. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-889-978. terms and conditions apply. You must be 21 or older in Tennessee to bet in sports big thanks to them now let's get to it so first the the news came out today a little earlier maybe lunchtime ish maybe a little bit after that cincinnati running backs coach Darrell sims spelled derail uh derail sims uh gets hired for the same position at tennessee and then, of course, we just said William Inge. Can somebody, maybe in the comments, somebody, if you know, just drop in the pronunciation, however you're supposed to say it. Um, but he he's a new linebackers coach. Let's start with the running backs coach, Zach, from Cincinnati. Uh, what did you think of this one? Yeah, it was kind of a surprise name. Well, not really a surprise name, but it wasn't the leading name, I guess you'd say. Everybody's kind of looking at Anthony Jones, maybe from TCU, who's somebody that, I mean, we talked about him in 2021 when he was at Memphis still as an option and uh, kind of always thought that he made sense for Tennessee because of some of his connections. And but anyway, they, they go with Darrell Sims from Cincinnati, who not as big of a name, but how big of a name is, is the running backs coach going to be really? It, it's not like you're really making a lot of splash hires, typically that position. Uh I think it's somebody that just gets along uh, to kind of fit in with this coaching staff. That is the most important thing to Josh Heupel. I mean, you got to be, got to have a resume for the job. He's not going to hire somebody from, you know, a D3 program that you've never heard of. You got to have some, some power five experience, probably uh, some, some on field experience when he's going outside the program like this, but wasn't, wasn't a huge name. I think he looks at fit more than anything. How do you fit in with the staff, the culture? We know how protective Josh Heupel is of his culture. This guy seems like he fits right into kind of what Jerry Mack was doing. He said he's high energy, he's positive, but he's, you know, he'll get on you a little bit. He wants to get the work done, but he just, he wants that positive, energetic atmosphere, which is what Josh Heupel's going for. It's the exact opposite of like uh, what you got at, with Kirby Smart at Georgia. Obviously, both can work. You gotta be true to yourself. This is who Heupel is. So instead of going for a big name, I think it's smart that he goes and gets the guy that he thinks will fit best with the coaching staff. You got a coaching staff in harmony that shows off. You know, recruits notice that the energy is different. It, it's a really important part of what Tennessee does under Heupel. 
Absolutely. Um, <clears throat> with with Sims, just as you're kind of saying, there's no way to know really, oh, this guy is going to be an amazing running backs coach. The resumes across the these guys at this level, they're just not going to be that different overall for the dudes that are going to be in consideration for these positions. They've all had pretty good sets of running backs and – uh, you know, the, the primary difference is going to be that fit with the culture. Now, I I said this on our last show when we were talking <clears throat> about this hire. To me, it's recruiting, recruiting, recruiting all the way across the board. That's everything right now. You, you got to be in touch with these kids and you got to relate to them. And I, I think that what... <laughs> This sounds simplistic. The fact that he's younger is the biggest difference maker to me because, and, and you, you said energetic there. Those two things together right now, you have to be that to be on this recruiting trail in college football right now. It's brutal. It is year round. It is nonstop. It's crazy. It's a young uh, man's game for sure. Yes. Young man's game is a single man's game. You, you have to be about that life. To, to be in college football right now, no matter what position you are on this staff, from quality control assistant all the way up to Josh Heupel. I mean, that is the name of the game right now. A running backs coach is, you know, his his resume is solid. As this is from Cincinnati's bio on, on their official website. Uh, Sims guided rushing attacks are ranked in the top 25 in the nation the last three seasons, including the 2023 Cincinnati team that ranked fifth in the nation at 217 yards per game. I mean, hey, Amazing. That's that's great. I love that. But when the rubber meets the road is can this guy go out and if there, you know, if there's a five-star running back in the state of Tennessee, can he go lock down that that kid, get his services uh, to Knoxville and not let that kid go to Alabama, to Georgia, to wherever, you know, if Alabama falls apart, who's who's an LSU, you know, whoever you're fighting against there. And uh that it's hard to say when somebody's coming from Cincinnati. I don't know if you have any feel for that here, Zach. Well, well for the recruiting part, I, I think it's tough. I, I don't think you can really judge. Like, I mean, you're you're at Cincinnati. You're not going to go land five star running backs there, exactly. Or, I mean, and you're going to lose a lot of guys to bigger programs. And it's there's only so much you can do as a position coach when you're recruiting. Obviously, it's it's your job to lock that down, but there are some factors outside of your control that are kind of tough to overcome where are you at what's the program you know what's the head coach's reputation what's the culture like there i mean you're just a you're just a part of that there's a lot of coaches that end up in situations where it's probably not ideal for them but it's a good it's a good place to be they make it work type deal and that's what tennessee's trying to avoid they want it to be this this family high energy vibe and so far it is so he might land some recruits at tennessee that he never had a chance at cincinnati to get i think as long as he's got that positive mindset he he's from what i've read from some recruits recruiting interviews from when he was like at louisville uh which is where he was for cincinnati seems like he's a good relationship builder the guys talk positively about him that he was always checking in seemed to really care about him kind of the status quo type type stuff that that we hear from decent recruiters so i think it's it's too early to to, to make one you know takeaway there either way and as far as the 
the job in general, I think it's the best possible time you could have to replace Jerry Mack. I mean, you hate to lose Jerry Mack. He was a great coach. Everybody loved him. Did a great job. But Darrell Sims is stepping into a situation where the offense works. The running backs are killing it in this offense. First 1,000-yard rusher last year, Jalen Wright, since 2015, Jalen Hurd. You saw guys like Jabari Small and Dylan Sampson getting work, too. I mean, it's as good as the running back situation's been at Tennessee in a long time. So you're stepping into a situation where you just kind of got to keep it going. So I think they they probably looked for somebody that had Jerry Mack's approach, that had the same type of mindset, the same type of coaching style, and they just kind of want him to follow that path. And I think that's the smart thing to do. You don't need to change anything. It's working. It's working really good right now. Just pick up where Mack left off and you'll be all right. Mark in the comments asks, is, <clears throat> has this guy recruited anybody of note? Not really, at least in the 2024 class, although he did get Evan Pryor, uh, former four-star, at Ohio State to transfer to Cincinnati. I would assume, you know, he's running back, <laughs> transferring. I would assume he had a pretty big hand in that. So, you know, there's something there. I mean, from Columbus to Cincinnati, like, that's pretty nice. Uh but otherwise, yeah, who who knows exactly how it translates? Josh Heupel had never recruited um, anybody like that. Well, he, he had been in Oklahoma, I guess. Missouri is not really on the same levels as what should come to Tennessee recruit-wise. But, um, and, you know, here we are. You get solid recruiting classes, top 15 this past year. So uh, I'm I'm fine with it. I think it's, it's a solid hire. And I, I like they went outside and that it wasn't just uh hey you're here let's promote somebody I I'm I like to see some some fresh blood and and get you know kind of a, a new brain in a building like that um it never it shows, hurts. That, it shows that Hypo doesn't promote these guys just to do it I mean Kelsey Pope's right. done a done a pretty good job since he took over Alec Avalon seems like he's done a pretty good job the tight ends. You know, they don't put up gaudy numbers in this offense. I don't think they're ever going to. Maybe Ethan Davis changes that with the way they use him. They play a pretty important role. I mean, we've seen those guys and make some pretty important blocks and do a lot of important away from the ball stuff uh, that, that will probably get them looks at the next level. Seems like he was deserving of that promotion. He didn't have anybody for this, so he didn't force it. You know, he he went out there and got somebody that has some experience that he thinks fits in. So, there's always been that kind of question, like, does he promote from within too much? This shows you that it, it just depends on the situation, and, and every yep. situation is different. So let's go to the the linebackers coach, uh, Brian Jean. Jean-Marie uh, moved on from Tennessee and uh, left the linebackers coaching position open. And this one, not necessarily out of left field, but it's a really interesting hire. Because it is a guy who Alabama hired two weeks ago. Uh, again, not sure on the pronunciation here. We're, we're going to have to hear it in a press conference, maybe. William Ing. I'll just say Ing. I feel like that's the easiest as of right now. Inge. Um, and he, both. I did. I just changed it. <laughs> in, I just tried to think what, what feels better. Inge, maybe. Um, but, but he was with Kalen DeBoer at Washington. And uh, then did supposedly you told me this before we got on here. The story is sort of he he there was maybe some desire to stay at Washington, but he wasn't retained. And then DeBoer brings him on at Alabama and then he 
borderline immediately jumps to Tennessee. Don't know exactly what the deal is there, but it's always so nice to take anything from Alabama. Now, I know the line from Alabama fans here is going to be like, well, we didn't want him anyway. He, he couldn't even get hired in Washington. He's, we're glad he's gone. That's definitely what they're going to say. Uh, and in response to that, Zach, what would you say about the Sarge? I mean, Alabama's kind of been losing coaches left and right. They just, their offensive coordinator just kind of totally screwed them over a little bit by waiting until after signing day uh, to depart and go to, or after the 30 day window for transfers closed from where Nick Saban left, Ryan Grubb went to the Seattle Seahawks, waited till that window closed so nobody could leave. I mean, you're losing guys. Everybody's losing guys that, that you kind of want right now. Tennessee didn't want to lose, you know, Brian Jean-Marie to, to Michigan. Uh, they didn't want to lose Jerry Mack to the NFL. Alabama probably didn't want to lose the the linebackers coach that followed Kalen DeBoer from Washington. You know, they probably didn't want to have to re- go replace that guy. Now they have to. It's it's not taking a shot at Alabama. It's just, hey, that's that's the world of college football right now. Coaches are jumping left and right later in the calendar than ever. And Tennessee got one over on you this time. Uh, and maybe that comes back around another time down the road. Who knows in this business? I mean, you got to think that the the Saban shadow deal applies to everybody who's going to go coach there. Because before Saban left, you had a guarantee. You could go there as an assistant coach and your image would get renewed you knew you were gonna win you could go there and you know even if you stunk at the previous place you could build back up or you could build your resume if it was already good you you knew that things were gonna go well I mean DeBoer is replacing who is effectively the greatest coach of the modern era perhaps the greatest coach of all time in college football um and that you know it just is what it is, and that's that's the way that it's going to be until somebody great comes back in there at Alabama. Maybe DeBoer's that guy. We don't know. But that specter of there's nothing assured here anymore. Saban's not walking back through that door. I mean, he's going to be around, but he's not standing on that sideline every week. And so I'm I'm interested to see over the next few years, obviously the, th- that entire experiment after Saban is going to be completely fascinating, but right here, I, I don't know, you know, I'm ascribing maybe some motivation here uh, to this, this new linebackers coach for Tennessee that he maybe doesn't have, but it's motivation that I could see guys having going like, eh, I'll take my chances with a guy that went 11 to a couple of years ago and, and beat Alabama. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll go there. I'll take my chances. He, he has an exciting team and, and kind of a, a bright looking future where here at Alabama, the expectations are going to be unbelievably high. You're, you're also, you know, you're right down the road from Auburn where they just had an absolute disaster after they, they fired a guy who had been there for forever. And so I, I think there, there could be some, some risk mitigation there for guys deciding to not go to, to Alabama. I, again, no sign here that that William Inge did that, uh, but who knows? I I can see guys doing that, and honestly, the fact that we're finally saying that about Alabama, I love it so much. What a day! I can't believe this has finally come. But that that really is real. It's it's like when when Holly Warlick had to follow Pat, somebody had to do it eventually, and it's a little bit of a crap spot. So 
Um, I don't know. We'll we'll see. Otherwise, I I don't have a ton of feedback on on uh this this guy. He's he's a little bit older. Have you heard about his energy level, Zach? I have not heard about the energy <laughs> level, but I mean, again, at this point, you got to assume that that's that's what they're going for. He fits in with with what they want in a coach. It's not a guy that had like a bunch of connections to Tennessee. Obviously, he they thought he was going to be at Alabama. Uh, we we thought that they would go a different direction. There were some other names that that made sense. Uh, there was a uh, you know a, a, a linebackers coach for the Jaguars, Terry Gilbert, that got let go, is jobless, and had worked for Josh Heupel before. This seemingly would have been a you know a smart fit. He didn't go down, and I know this is you know a lot of Tim Banks hired too, but he didn't go down that familiar road. He went for the best fit. So again, just encouraging seeing the process they're going down. Also, I was. Looking up something in this headline from the Seattle Times on this hire, because obviously he just spent some time out there at Washington, is former UW assistant William Inge reportedly bails on Kalen DeBoer at Alabama, joins Tennessee. I could have seen that headline coming a couple of months ago. <laughs> I mean, if you just told us that in uh, the middle of December, beginning of January, like, what? what is this? <laughs> like, what? What's happening? Can you tell me? It's, you know... Obviously, they we now know that they had a an, un, an almost undefeated season that went all the way to the national championship game. But Washington, you know, in I guess it was November or October. I mean, they almost lost to Washington State. You show me that headline like that week, like here's where we'll be in two months. <laughs> this guy who almost just lost to Washington State will be Alabama's coach and Tennessee will have taken a coach off of his staff. I mean, what a what a wild time! I one of the wildest. I mean, I think it's got to go it's down crazy. outside of any anything will be tough to ever rival twenty seventeen and the the Butch Jones, cool. Jeremy Pruitt, Shiano stuff. Uh, that whole season was full of wild things, and then twenty twenty going into twenty twenty one, pretty wild, obviously, and 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 the Lane Kiffin off season. But this off season as a whole for college football. Uh, not just really Tennessee centric, but you, you do throw Tennessee in there with the investigation stuff that's going on, the lawsuit against the NCAA and Nick Saban, and just all the coaching movement and transfer movement. It's it's been one of the most chaotic Januarys and Februarys for the sport ever, for sure. Yeah, and and you now have I forget the exact story that it was, but it was something. Was it somebody from Texas that essentially confirmed that the SEC is going to go to a nine game? Yeah, uh, nine conference games, um, which we assume and, would be the six-three model. Yeah, which uh, uh, that makes sense. I mean, that's more more SEC games. Uh, you get to preserve a few more rivalries. Alabama and Vanderbilt probably get preserved, and then hopefully you get like Kentucky or, or South Carolina South teams Carolina. you think you can beat. Yeah, every year. Yeah, hopefully, Lord willing. Uh, but. It it is just the the wildest time as far as the lawsuit goes. We we were left empty handed last week. We thought we might have a follow up show, and uh, that that verdict never came. Um, could come any time this week. Might be next week. Lord knows how long that gets drawn out. It it did seem like the hearing was in Tennessee's favor. That there was a big slip up by the NCAA's lawyers in in that hearing. 
where they got got a little bit. Obviously, if it happens this week, we'll have a follow-up show nearly immediately as soon as we can record. <clears throat> so watch out for that. Unless it's like Friday at 5 p.m. And well, <laughs> yeah, and then we'll just do it Monday. But Because that um, is probably when the news will drop because that's... Yeah, as, as I said, as soon as we can record. That might be three <laughs> days later. <laughs> we'll, we'll just have to see. Uh, but otherwise, I mean, it's this is... I, I, I like this hiring cycle. Kate Kalen in the comments, he says, I'm looking into the running backs coach, but I'm okay with Inge. He's good. Um, I, I like both. Ultimately, again, I said any of these positions. There's a lot of guys out there, a lot of linebackers coach, a lot of running backs coaches that, that have similar resumes that are, are vying for these power five positions. And who was and Jerry Mack when, when he was hired? I mean, exactly. I mean, he was a good coach in his own right, obviously, but he wasn't known to us. Uh, yeah. And he was turned out to be one of the, the best hires that Hypo made. In that. I can't, can they recruit? Can they, yeah. can they recruit? Cause, cause Hypo's Hypo's offense is going to be favorable for a running backs coach. So I far. I, I, I will time. say I, I, it is, I will say the, the linebackers coach, there could be improvement there. <laughs> it, it wasn't the strongest unit on the football team last year. So I I will say that much. No, I, I like the players that Tennessee has at, at linebacker, especially with Keenan Peely coming back. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's I not that I wasn't I wasn't necessarily mad at Brian at BJM. No, we but, didn't. I, I don't think we really said his name much at all during the yeah. season. And that's typically a. It's not great because we're saying Jerry Mack's name a lot uh, with the running backs. We're saying Kelsey Pope's name a lot in 2022. We're saying Rodney Gardner's name a lot. Uh, but it, it's, you know, you weren't doing outstanding, but you it was it was good enough, I guess you could say. But you really want to see some of those guys step up and be all SEC. You know, Tennessee's going to need some all SEC linebackers to be on the field and, and to earn those types of honors if you're going to compete for championships. you got to have – Somebody yeah. and the and the players are there. The talents there. Arian Carter, Peely, T Lander. There's there's definitely some some guys there that can step up and do that. Well, we'll we'll see what happens as far as that goes. But yeah, with as I said, we, as far as football goes, this week, if if a verdict comes down about the uh, the NCAA and the uh, injunction, we'll be right back on here as soon as possible to talk about it. Look out for that. It is Esports Nashville YouTube channel. Um, but otherwise, anything else with football before we move on to the the masterpiece that was Tennessee basketball on Saturday? Yeah, I think that uh, I think that about covers it for the most part. Pretty pretty slow week outside of that stuff. It was thankfully Finally. Um Last last time we said that was the the lawsuit dropped the next day. Mm-hmm. So yeah. now now that you've said that, Zach, the injunction is going to come tomorrow. We're going to have to do more work. <laughs> <laughs> or or something, Lord knows, something even worse than that. Uh, yeah. God knows. Oh, oh. Uh, <laughs> uh, all right. Let's talk a little basketball. Now, the postseason is drawing ever closer. Tennessee currently projected as a two-seed, had to play Vandy. And, uh, well, let, let's just get to it. Right after I tell you about Farm Bureau Health Plans. Farm Bureau Health Plans have been serving Tennesseans for over 75 years. Much has changed in Tennessee over the years, but some 
has stayed the same. Farm Bureau has always valued personal relationships, especially when it comes to good health and good service. Plan on Farm Bureau health plans for health, dental, and vision for better coverage, better rates, and better service. Go to fbhp.com slash ATOZ or walk into one of their 200 plus locations across the state. That is fbhp.com slash ATOZ Farm Bureau health plans. If you need a health plan, go over, check them out. fbhp.com. Huge shout out to them. Long, long time sponsor. Now with uh, with basketball, you, you had that that stinker at Texas A and M, and then you you swing back, you smash LSU's head in, or was it the other way around? LSU then Texas A and M. Trying to think, yeah, yeah. yeah. Texas A and M was last Saturday, and uh, so Vanderbilt comes in here, and you know I. That, Stackhouse's time at Vandy is coming to a close. Uh, let's just say it should have, it should already have been closed. <laughs> it's over for Jerry Stackhouse there. Uh, he stinks out loud. Um, but even still, the show that Tennessee put on, just steamrolling in such a dominant way against, a, against an SEC team. I mean, at the end of the you know, Vanderbilt is horrendous, but they beat Texas A&M the game before. They somehow, they found a way to beat Texas A&M on a buzzer beater, and Tennessee couldn't beat Texas A&M. In fact, Tennessee, how much did Tennessee lose by 20 in that game? It was terrible. One of the worst games of the season. And, and Tennessee flips around and just absolutely eviscerates Vandy and plays basketball. I think I've said this already but I mean it so sincerely and it becomes more and more apparent as the season goes along and kind of the team gains even more cohesion and, and looks better at its peak. This team at its best is Rick Barnes best team. I believe that wholeheartedly Grant Williams, Admiral teams were really, really good. This team at, at its most complete peak moments is better than that. Those teams, they just front to back the starting five and some, some of the bench. It's, it's a better team. They play a higher level of basketball. And that makes me so nervous because obviously the letdown is going to be even bigger. If they lose at the same time, it's a final four team. This is a final four level team. Don't, don't make any bones about it. Yeah. They can go and they can lay that stinker at Texas A&M. It's really tough to win on the road, but they can also go to Rupp arena and put up 103 points and run those boys off the floor. And I, I, I don't know. I'll start there. What'd you think of the Vandy game? Zach? I mean, it wasn't really just the, the Vandy. It was the whole week, the way they responded after losing to Texas A&M going on the road and just destroying Arkansas. First off, Arkansas looked like they were oh, waving God. the white flag on their season. Ooh. I mean, it looked like Tennessee ended that team completely, uh, you know, on their own floor. So to bounce back on the road to have that type of performance and then carry that into that game against Vanderbilt where, you know, everybody wants to to kind of get back in the, these winning ways and celebrate and bring that vibe back that you kind of had. They did that with that huge performance against Vanderbilt. I mean, nobody even had to play over like 22 or three minutes in the game. I just think it says a lot about the team and where they're at mentally. Uh, some of these things are going to happen. You know, just some teams are more fortunate than others, but we're seeing teams in Tennessee's range go through some of the same things as them. 
Purdue, Kansas, UNC. I mean, they're all they've they've all had games like this. And what I think Tennessee's back in the top five now. So they're they're still right there in that number one seed conversation. I just think to bounce back like that this late in the season, ahead of a stretch of games that will determine your regular season, how it's viewed, a really tough stretch of games coming up. You can win all those games. You're capable of it. Uh, I think it gives you the momentum that you really needed going into that final stretch of the month because it's like, okay, it's go time now. Like this is the stretch where you're you got to get hot, kind of going into the SEC tournament, going into the NCAA tournament. This is when it matters that you play your best basketball. I mean, it's end of February. It's it's time to go, and it seems like they are. This is really it. I you. You showed, as we've already said, that that this is a a top five Final Four level team. I mean, make make no mistake, if Tennessee wins out, they will be a one seed. Oh yeah, because it would be a, a win over. Let's see, win over Auburn, win at Alabama. Which oh boy, that one just gives me a pit in my stomach just thinking about it. Um, at South Carolina, who now they've they've fallen off. I think they lost two in a row, and <laughs> they ain't I, sneaking up on anybody anymore. Yeah, they they find they finally come back down to earth a little Everybody's bit. Like, what are what are those guys doing? Who do they think they are? <laughs> still, no. still a a bona fide tournament team. A game Tennessee should win, but it's a bona fide tournament team. And then you got Kentucky at home, who's playing a little bit better lately. Went to Auburn, beat Auburn, um, and you know that's that's a very nice win for them. One of, one of the more impressive wins uh, of the season for any SEC team. And so, I mean, you you went out, you would probably hop. If if everybody in the top four right now won out, you probably hop Arizona. Um, I think you you would just ultimately have the better resume because you would finish the season with four straight ranked wins. I mean, that's just like that. It, it is what it is. Sorry to Andrew Schulman, our. I was about to say you got to uh, you got to send some <laughs> to our sales guys, video Arizona guy. Which, 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 oh, I believe. he's yeah. he's on it. He's he, yeah. He has in his own mind created a rivalry between Tennessee and Arizona for some reason. Um, I mean, it, it was played, played Arizona the last two years. One lost at Arizona, one in you know in Knoxville. Uh, you know, it's been fun, but uh, yeah, I, I think you you'd hop Arizona um, if one of those loses. I there's there's still I, if you lose at Alabama, which I think is more likely than not. Um, sadly, because it's just been that's so that's a tough place to win a basketball game. Um, and, and you win everything else, there's still a really good chance you're going to be a number one seed, I, I think, because the chance of all of the all of those top four teams going undefeated all the way out is pretty low. Um, I mean, UConn has been the most infallible team. They smashed Marquette on Saturday. They are so good. U- UConn has supreme confidence right now. If you, if you haven't watched them play, they are super fun. They are really well coached. I mean, they won a national championship last year. Do I really need to tell you anything? Um, but they they're very very good. I they are the best team in in America right now. Purdue, you know, they lost Purdue lost to Ohio State, who just fired their coach. Had fired their coach like two days pre previous to beating Purdue. Um, it's it's another weird season in college basketball. When is it not? But the the truth is, with this basketball team, you win out one seed, you lose one or two, still a chance for a one seed, but it depends on the one or two that you lose, how you lose them, things like that. Um, but it's, it is all there for this team. If you're playing right at the right time. And I still, I, I've wanted to come down off it. I have, I have the ultimate hope for this team. 
they just have to put together their peak play for what would it be six games in in March and and the very beginning of April <laughs> like that's all you got to do because you know we we've seen it this is one of the best teams in America just go play for it for the for the rest of the season and you can win an SEC title too I I think there's uh a pretty good chance let's see you you win the next three Missouri Texas A&M Auburn and Alabama who do they have to play before they play Tennessee. Florida won't be easy. They have to play at Kentucky. Won't be easy. So let's say Alabama loses at Kentucky. Um, that Alabama game may be for for first place in the SEC and, and for you to get right there for your chance at a regular season title in the conference, which is always a ton of fun. Obviously great for your seed uh, in, in the SEC tournament. And so perfect position for an SEC title. Perfect position for an SEC tournament title. Great position to make a run at a final four barring any injuries you know no don't none none of that please stay away um and it's there for this basketball team i i don't know do you do you have anything else Zach? because that that really is just the bottom line they're really really good yeah no i feel i feel the same way like i said earlier this is just it, it's when you got to get going and, and get that momentum going and, and play your best ball of the season and fortunately it seems like they're doing that at the right time it's what we've talked about all season leading up to this point, you know, from December to January, and they kind of had a rough little stretch there in November or December, whenever this three-game losing streak was. This is the time that matters. And, you know, finish the regular season out strong, and you're going to see guys, you know, picking Tennessee to win it all in their Final Four brackets on, yes. on national television. That'll be a trendy pick for some brackets, and that's a – it's fun. I mean, that's when basketball is at its best. You want to be in those conversations. You want to be one of the teams that kind of has the spotlight on you. And, and then you you got to deliver when that, when you get that. You will have one of the best players in the entire tournament on your team. That's going to get talked about regardless. It's it's going to be one of those talking points going into March Madness where everybody says, oh, ne- never count Tennessee out because they have Dalton Connect. You never know with Dalton Connect. He might drop 40 on you. And it's, there's going to be a lot of talking points like that going in, even if Tennessee kind of sputters out for the rest of the regular season. I don't think they will. Um, but, yeah, it's, yeah J- Jared, he says you do have to play South Carolina at South Carolina. That's that's one that I think could derail you off that one line, maybe even the two line, depending on how that Alabama game goes. But every opportunity is there. You, you set yourself up to where you win out SEC title, you went out number one seed. You went out SEC championship, another one, you know, second in the last three years. And it's here, here you go. This is the position you want to be in. Go and go and take this baby by the horns. So there is that on basketball. Now let's finish, Zach. The uh I I've seen people on uh Twitter call them the Voltellos. I love that. Tony Vitello. And uh, the Tennessee basketball team were back in action. Finally. The what team? The what team? Did I say basketball? You did. Ah, we talked too much basketball there. Tony Vitello. Well, t- I mean, technically speaking, Tony Vitello and the Tennessee basketball team were back in action this week. That's fair. I didn't say I didn't say anything factually wrong, but the baseball team, Tony Vitello and the baseball team were back. They they were playing at the the home field of of my baseball team, oh, yeah. Texas Rangers, uh, home of the world series championship winning 
Texas Rangers. Um, and they, they played three really fun early season games. Let's talk about it right after I tell you about our final great sponsor. Oop. I changed this last time, last game. We even talked about how I changed this graphic last game. We're not letting Iowa fans forget. I hope there's an (laughs) Iowa fan that watches. Yeah, Iowa. It's like, why? (laughs) Every time. (laughs) 35 to zero. No, better help. Here it is right here. And uh, the correct graphic for you. Uh, If you're a Tennessee fan like me or Zach, you know how many years the Big Orange have shaved off your life with the emotional roller coaster of college sports. For me, the roller coaster of life is messing with your happiness and preventing you from achieving your goals. Regardless, if you have a clinical mental health issue like depression or anxiety, or if you're just a human being going through a hard time, therapy can give you tools to approach your life in a very different way. And that is where BetterHelp comes into play. BetterHelp's mission is to make therapy more affordable and more accessible. And that's an important mission because finding a therapist can be hard, especially when you're limited to just the options in your area. BetterHelp's platform makes finding a therapist easier because it's online and remote. BetterHelp can match you to a professional therapist in as little as a few days. Plus, with our link, betterhelp.com slash ATOZ sports, you get 10% off your first month. So see a therapist because maintaining your mental health is just as important as maintaining your physical health. This football season, well, and now basketball season, football season is finally over. Uh, this basketball season, check out betterhelp.com slash ATOZ sports and save 10% on your first month with BetterHelp. All righty. Baseball back uh, in Arlington, Texas. Played uh, Texas Tech, which was a top 25 game. Tennessee won. Played Oklahoma. Tennessee lost uh, in extra innings, took it all the way to extra innings, but uh, lost five to one kind of gave up the ghost there right at the end. Um, and then beat the brakes off of Baylor in their final game and uh, an exciting and, and I would say solid start to the season. You kind of, you play good competition up front. You sort of learn who who you are a little bit and maybe, you know, where you, you have, uh, you have things that you need to work on. Um, this one was tough to watch. Not because it was actually like a hard watch. Not, I mean, Tennessee won two out of three games, but it was on some streaming channel that cost a mint to do. <laughs> and so a ton of people didn't watch it. Did you watch this, Zach? Uh, and if so, what'd you think? No, no, I was with. I was not paying the thirty dollars. I was in and out. <laughs> Me a either. Lot too, so it was gonna be tough. So like I followed it closely. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, kind of a. Much better weekend than the way they started last year. I feel like the vibes coming out of this weekend is it like, oh, they got to get it going or anything like that. Like they won two out of three. It wasn't a series, but you won the weekend. And kind of the things you wanted to go right went right. AJ Russell looked pretty good. Drew Beam pitched really well uh, against Oklahoma before he had to come out of the game. That game, you lose an extra innings and it was, uh, it was tight. Uh, true freshman Schaefer made. Really, one bad pitch in that inning, and he was close to, to getting out of that and 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 keeping that game going. That's something you learn from. It's a it's a freshman that's going to happen. That's baseball. Uh, anybody mad over that? It, you just you haven't followed baseball very long or or been a fan of the sport. It's not like football. It's not even like basketball. Losses happen. Uh, losses by good teams to not so good teams happen. Vanderbilt lost. Uh, Florida lost. Quite a few teams that, that are pretty good teams lost. It just happens. But as everything else, I mean, yeah, the bats were a little cold Saturday, but again, that that's kind of the sport. Christian Moore 
you know, you had an audible right before the season where you got to figure out shortstop. Christian Moore goes over there and fills right in, has a good weekend hitting. I think that's a huge positive. So the starting pitching, I think, is a huge positive. I think you know, Tennessee showed that they're going to be one of the the threats to get to Omaha once again. I mean, there's already people that are picking Tennessee in that group to make it that far. They certainly have the talent, and I like the feeling of this team a lot better than than we did early last season. And look how that turned out, right? I mean, it, it turned out perfectly okay. It just wasn't as magical of a regular season as 2022. But I, I like the fact that they played you know these games at the beginning of the season. Tony Vitello always thinks it's important to kind of get those games in. He says it's like playing in a regional game. It's kind of the same atmosphere, the same vibe. Uh, just gives you a little bit of that early season experience for this team, this version of this team, to be like, hey, we've been there before. When you get into Hoover, you get into the NCAA tournament, they've been in kind of those pressure situations. They get into conference play. So I think that's, you know, win or lose these games, that was probably the main takeaway for Tony Vitello is is getting his team exposed to that atmosphere, just kind of kicking things off the right way with this, this year's version of, of Tennessee baseball. I got to go ahead. Uh, and I obviously it's just a few games and for a couple of these guys, only one. Um, but we got some dog alerts, I think early on in this one. I, I was trying to open it up on, on my YouTube app. It, it won't let me, uh, but I, I tried to get the, the dog, the blue tick coonhound, uh, bang sound going. And I couldn't, but yeah, I mean, Billy Hammock, first of all, let's start there absolutely mashed dude I, t- I don't remember the exact distance in that baylor game but hit like a 400 plus foot oh, yeah home run into the second deck in globe life and uh then you had today uh aj causey i won uh pitcher of the week for uh for sec baseball and then aj russell I just you know through six slick innings and look great. You have yet again, as has become tradition under the tell at this point, a set of dudes, a set of absolute dudes. And I, I think that this is a, another team that when you, you put it all together, they're going to be more than good enough to reach Omaha. You put together the right play at the right time, more than good enough to win a national championship this year, barring any kind of injury or any, you know, fallout like that. Um, and, and I, you know, hey, it's super early, fine, but this team is uber talented. And you never know how things are going to go with the ebb and flow of a season, but I agree with you. I, it definitely feels better than last year. Something, something was a little off the first half of that season. It, it got turned around, obviously. You made the College World Series. Uh, but even, hey, look at that. That season felt off last year, and you made the College World Series. I You know, what else do you need to know right there? So... I, I like it a lot. I, I think that the talent is there for this team to be great. And and otherwise, I, you know, I'm not going to wax poetic for 20 minutes about this. The team's going to be good. I And that's that's about the long and the short of it. Um, I'm just glad we have some more Tennessee sporting events that everybody kind of gets into to watch. That That's the fun thing, I yeah. think, is you – it's February. There's not a lot going on now. You know, Tennessee plays tomorrow, I believe, at four o'clock. You'll be able to stream that. I think they play again on Wednesday and then a weekend series. It's just fun knowing that it's like, hey, it's Wednesday afternoon. It's Tuesday afternoon. Let's check out some Tennessee baseball, uh, you know, 
are sitting here wrapping up the day. I think that's uh, the most exciting thing for me. Otherwise, it is a long season. It's a grind of a season. This team has what it takes, but it's got to make it through the season and keep it together and avoid the valleys as much as you can and, and have fun riding the peaks and, and see where you're at when you get to June. Well, thank goodness, I I will say, the game tomorrow against UNC Asheville is on SEC Network Plus. So it's yeah. on ES- the ESPN Plus app. So we'll all actually be able to watch it. Thank God. Um, and use this as a reminder. Go cancel the subscription to the thing that you bought over the Flow, weekend. Flow Sports. Flow Sports. That's what it was. Not, not even a free trial. It's 30 like, bucks. I don't know how much money they made off of that weekend. Uh, off of Tennessee fans alone. I mean, we're, the fact that it was the, the first weekend of the entire season where we've been kind of starved for it yeah some people definitely bought it um and that's okay go cancel it now you could <laughs> this is a, a good reminder you're probably on your computer watching this youtube just go cancel it uh all right zach i think that's it man anything else for the good folks at home before we bounce no let's uh let's do this ncaa injunction that gets handed down at the worst possible time i'm sure the timing will be absolutely terrible for everyone Look out Friday at 5 p.m. Yep. Uh, for, for that news. I'm sure that's when it'll happen. Um, but yeah, obviously, again, if it happens in the middle of this week, we we will try to post a show about it ASAP. And so it is the Sports National YouTube channel. I'm Charlie Burris. That is Zach Reagan. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you to everybody who watched and commented. So we had Jared, Troy, Mark, Kalen, Weston, Robert, Moondrops, Everybody who watched and commented, we really appreciate it. Uh, as always, we could not do this show without you. It means the world. Thank you. Thank you again. That is it for us tonight, and we will talk to you all maybe later this week. We'll see. See you guys later. <laughs>